It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Fired up to talk about the first round of the high school football playoffs. Pre-district games played on Friday. A few more coming up on uh, Saturday. And absolutely nothing that I expected would happen basically happened on Friday night. I know the weather had a lot to do with it. But I was surprised by some of the scores tonight. I'm going to be the first to admit it. I will admit that I'm going to have to eat a little crow on this podcast. Um, And I don't think the weather can be an excuse. Both teams play on the same field. Both teams play with with, uh, rain-soaked footballs. The conditions are the same. But I think there were some, some really, really nice performances that I didn't expect. But I have to tip my cap to a few guys. All right. So we'll have fun dissecting it all, and yep. we'll get it uh, rolling here in just a moment. But Northern wins the rematch. St. Clair looked awesome. Maybe the best performance I've seen from a team from start to finish this year. And uh, I hate Bill Warren. <laughs> yeah. Brady's new arch nemesis is Bill it Warren. It went from MLA City in 2020 to now just Bill Warren. <laughs> Maybe we bring them back next week. Maybe that's just our sacrifices. We have to pick against Northern, and Bill Warren has to pick Northern, and they'll just keep winning. There you go. We'll talk about Northern and PH first, but first we'll do this. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet... Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Derek Lean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Lean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Lean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Derek Lean by Bachelor. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with Dennis and uh, Brady, and we'll start with uh, the uh, rematch of the Crosstown Showdown. Port here on Northern and uh, Port here in High. Uh, and it's uh, the first time in five or six games where it didn't go down to the last play of the game, and yet there are only two touchdowns in the whole football game. Let's get to the highlights uh, first because it's not going to take long. Well, it was a good snap, but Troy took too long, and Northern got pressure up the middle. They get the block. They'll go with the Falco package here at the goal line. Direct snap, Danny Falco straight ahead, wrapped up near the goal line, trying to power his way forward. Still no signal yet. It's a touchdown. Danny Felco is in on a one-yard touchdown run after the block punt, and the Huskies take the lead with 3.44 to go here in the first half, 6-0 Northern. He slips through a couple of tackles. He's still on his feet. He's into the end zone for a touchdown. That was Steinhauer on the run, and Joel Steinhauer 
sneaks through and scores for Northern. A huge touchdown with 14 seconds to go here in the third quarter, and it's now 12-0 Northern. It'll be fourth down and two at the 16, but the Northern Huskies don't have to snap the ball again because time is going to run out before the play clock will, and Port Huron Northern has pitched a 13-0 shutout over Port Huron High. In a game Jeez, that, that uh, was yeah, in, in a game that I dubbed the Mud Bowl, uh, and we'll get into more detail. But first, uh, happy Larry Rollins. With uh, Coach Larry Rollins, congratulations—a thirteen-nothing shutout uh, win—and uh, you guys deserve this. Um, the, the the defensive numbers are unbelievable. The field position—you did not let them get out of the shadow of their own goalposts the entire game. That, that was what we thought going into the game was tonight was going to be a battle of attrition. Uh, winning the field position was going to be a, a key thing tonight. Um, and then kind of controlling the clock was a big thing as well for us. Um, that was our mindset going into the game was control the clock, pound the ball up the middle. Uh, defensive guys did a great job. Our coaches did a fantastic job putting our kids in the right spots. Um, and the kids executed tonight. Clearly, you guys game planned for the weather tonight. Uh, I dubbed it the Falco formation, uh, putting the, the four backs in and just direct snapping the ball to the guy that's going to carry it. Uh, and for a guy who missed most of the season, it's got to feel good to see Danny Falco get the ball about 20 times tonight. Yeah, it was. That, uh, we call that our meat package. So we had, we had everybody out there. It was it was uh, it was a great time. He, he's a senior. He's a three year captain for me. He's he's, he's a great kid. Um, and it credits everybody else, even the other kids. Uh, our normal personnel guys. They were into the game and, and they were ready. The new meet was coming coming. And, and and then just a great job by our kids tonight. So a real nice victory. I'll let you enjoy this one before I start asking you questions about next week. But we'll see you next week. Yes. Thanks so much. Larry Rollins is happy because uh, you know Northern advancing uh, here. It's been a couple of years for them. Like the the, the I mentioned it uh, on one of the other shows that uh, since the last time these two teams played in the playoffs, the Huskies had only played one playoff game, and the Big Reds had played five. Yeah, it has. Uh, it had been a little bit of a downtime, but I have to give a absolute ton of credit to Port here on Northern. They don't do it flashy. They don't do it sexy. No one dreams of winning games 13 to nothing and a slot fest and winning the field position battle but they just get it done port here on high i I know no gabe mose but they still had amari Holland. they still had weapons to work with and dennis you have the stats those are ungodly numbers and i i picked port here on high and i will eat all the crow anyone wants to feed me and I will tip my cap to the Huskies because that is one hell of a performance like you said they deserve that win well again uh, I I, we've we've been saying this all along Northern's defense is for real they are really good and their front guys stop the run and put all sorts of pressure on Amari Holler Minus 50 in sack yards in this game. Uh, Do you have the total number of sacks? uh, Five. Okay. Five for minus 50. Um, Two fumbles by the Big Reds in the third quarter. There was a partially blocked punt and a blocked punt. The blocked punt set the ball on the one-yard line and gave Northern an easy score 
for their first uh, score. The second fumble set them up at the 13 for their second uh, score of the uh, the game. They had another touchdown callback on a hold. Then they tried a field goal that was just off target. There was plenty of leg uh, on it. Um, but they threw out a, a wrinkle tonight. And normally when you, you see teams do a wrinkle, it's something flashy. It's a flea flicker. A double it's pass. It's a hook and lateral. Yeah, it's a double Statue pass. Statue of Liberty. Double reverse. Fumble Ruski. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's something like that. No, what does Northern do? They put four guys in a square in the backfield <laughs> and direct snap it to their linebacker 20 times for 58 yards and a touchdown, and it worked. It worked because – they chewed up the clock. The Big Reds couldn't get the ball across the 50. They ran one play. This is the port here on High Big Reds. This An is, offense that has been electric yes, all the, year. This is a good football team, and they had one snap on the northern side of the 50 from the Husky 47, and they were immediately sacked for like a 15-yard loss. The, their their next best snap position was off of a muffed punt. They snapped one from their own 41-yard line and didn't do anything with it. They didn't threaten to score in the entire game. They're, they're, the one time I said, ooh, they were at their own 20, and they tried a little pop pass to the tight end, but they way overthrew it. Mm-hmm. I mean – if it's a if it's if the throw gets the guy, it's a foot race down the field and probably a touchdown for Caden Rogers. But it like they they missed him by a mile, mm-hmm. and that was like the only time in the game where I thought the Big Reds had a chance to score. Yeah. They were constantly starting inside their own twenty-five, and the Northern defense wasn't giving up anything. I had the Big Reds for minus twenty-two yards. Minus 43 rushing. Amari Holler, five carries, six yards. That's an unbelievable performance. And, yes, I, I know there's people out there going to go, well, the weather was bad. We were playing in a in a mud pit in a pig pen. Both teams were. Yeah. Why, I mean, if if it's so much on the weather, you have to, you have to explain why your defense didn't do that. Now, I understand. And, and the gonna, big red defense held the Huskies under 100 yards. Right. I had Northern for 94 yards. They had one yard passing. Yeah. And they won by two touchdowns. Um, that is a heck of a job. I mean, I, th- I wrote it on our little cheat sheet here. Boring one. It, you don't have to be fancy all the time. Larry came in with a game plan of... Hey, don't make a mistake. Win the field position battle. Two touchdowns will win the game. Two touchdowns won the game. And that's a great job bouncing back from a game that they lost 14-7 to beforehand and to flipping the script from 2019. Absolutely. Falco, 20 carries. If you would have told me before the game Denny Falco was going to get 20 carries I'd be like, well, how bad is Northern getting beat tonight? You know? Right. Like, Why is the linebacker getting carries? Yeah. But 20 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Joel Steinhauer, nine carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. 
and uh, Steinhauer got six of his nine carries in the fourth quarter. He only had three carries through three quarters. His third carry was the touchdown just before the end of the third quarter that really like, okay, when it's six to nothing, it doesn't matter that the Big Reds aren't getting anything Mm -hmm. because they only need one play, and they have the type of kids who can score from anywhere on the field, and it just takes one mistake, one hole to open, one missed tackled, one blown coverage, bang, holler to the end zone, bang, Troy to the end zone, bang, Ashford to the end zone. That's all it takes. But once it became a two-score game, you're going, they might get one of those plays tonight before it's over. They're not getting two. No. They're and, not getting two. And, Dennis, we've talked about it, and it was one of the reasons why we were – at least I was a little hesitant on Northern is leaning on your defense that hard because one of those plays can happen. But when you hold a port here on high def- or offense to negative 22 and, it, okay, take away sack yards, you held them to 30 yards of offense or whatever, that's unbelievable. You're not playing – a school that there's no reason why you should be on the schedule and you knew it was going to be 80 to nothing before the game. That is a Mac Blue Championship team. That's a team that beat you already this year and you held them to negative yardage. So let's take the let's take the sack yards out. They rushed for 7 yards. Exactly. They rushed for 7 yards. Holler, 5 carries, 6 yards. Oriole, 1 carry, no yards, a fumble. Joe Myrie, two carries for four yards. Gavin Troy, Gavin Troy, eight carries, negative three yards. And that's a kid that busted a 90-yard run against Roseville a few weeks ago. Uh, um, I mean, Northern played great defense. Yes, the weather was a factor in this game, but Northern's defense was a bigger factor in this game. You know, I saw a mud bowl a couple weeks ago, and the thing that happened in that game the D-line couldn't get any push. They were spinning their tires out in Armada. It, everyone's playing in the same slop. It's hard for everyone to cut in that. And I and someone mentioned to me um, just in the booth up at East China just talking off the air, I think during halftime, like, yeah, well, that's muddy. You don't know. I'm like, or they're like, well, you know, the offense can. I'm like, if your offense gets taken away because of weather, that means you're a one-dimensional football team. If you can't adapt – that is part of football, and you know playing high school football, you're not in the NFL. You're not playing at Ford Field every week. You're not playing in domes or warm weather. If that's part of your flaws, then you're not designed to win in the playoffs. Not, and that's not anything on Port here on high. No. That's just in general. But I, I want to give Northern all the credit in the world in this one because they, like, uh, Amari couldn't run. The Big Reds couldn't run. So then they went to the pass – and all of a sudden, you, you've got five sacks. There, there wasn't enough time. The, the northern front won the war big time. Uh, or, you know, on, on defense, those guys, they stopped the run, and then they just pinned their ears back and went after Amari. And, like, we're, we're talking sacks for 10, 15 yards every time they, they got him. And and on a few of them, Amari was blindsided. Like, yeah, he doesn't know it's coming. It's like they couldn't stop the rush. And Dennis, uh, this is a testament to the way those kids have bought in to Larry. Because how many quarterbacks have you known that would be willing to 
stay on the sideline and let a linebacker take carries? How many kids are you willing that are willing to just buy into a a different, simple, boring game plan like that? Very unselfish. Uh, I'm sure that's not easy for Dylan Bloink to quarterback your team for nine weeks and then in a playoff game against your, the playoffs. against your biggest rival, you spend 50% of your offensive plays on the sideline. And throw three passes. Yeah. Um, the Big Reds ran, I have them running 26 plays in the entire ball game. Really? Then that 26? 26 plays. Wow. See, and that's another testament to Northern. We want to give a lot of credit to the defense and with good with good reason, but give some credit to that offense. Holding on to the ball, winning the time of possession battle, that that's Rollins ball right there. That is if Larry Rollins says, How do you want to win a game? It's here, win the time of double the other team's time of possession, hold them to twenty six plays and negative yardage. I have the Huskies for thirty eight plays. So uh, there were under 70 plays in the football game. And for context, I think we've seen some games where a team has ran more combined than those than that. Croslex runs 70 plays in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, congratulations to Northern. They take on Roseville. Hopefully the game's at Memorial Stadium. Memorial is- Stadium took a, took a beating on Friday night. It, it's tore up, but you, you said it to me. Um, earlier uh, that, you know, they have a great grounds crew there. Oh, it's If immaculate. anybody can get that field in playing condition, it's those guys. Uh, but they'll have some work cut out for them. And, you know, and trust me, Larry Rollins is thinking about this. He's like, I don't want to play Roseville on turf. So he's asking me, what's the closest grass field that didn't get played on? Right, because Roseville has speed. And Northern – their style is slow and sloppy, and nothing wrong with that. You win games, who cares? Oh, well, you want it 10 to 13 to nothing. I don't care. I won. Hey, I'm playing this week, and you're not. Yeah. So, so trust me, if Memorial Stadium isn't ready to go, they will not play this game at Roseville. They will not probably play the game in Marysville, which would be an obvious choice. They'll go play in Elginac before <laughs> they play that game on turf. Which... That's to the victor go the spoils, and you're the home team. So exactly. if you can find a grass field, heck, they might go play in a park somewhere. <laughs> can they can, can they convert Pine Grove Park into a football field? <laughs> that would be interesting. Not much of a press box, though. But uh, enough <laughs> spot for you to sit. Um, Dennis, so we just took a healthy feeding because we both picked pH. So let's uh, eat a little more. Because St. Clair played absolutely wonderful tonight. They beat North Branch 35-14, and it was, I said in the intro, maybe the most complete game I've seen a team play against any opponent this year, against the quality opponent, maybe in general. And, well, before I get into it, let's get to the highlights. Uh, St. Clair 35, North Branch 14. Here's how it went. Breaking the huddle. First and 10 from their own 46-yard line on the far hash. Damask under center. Chio backs behind him. Again, handoff up the middle. No, keeper. Damask left side. 50, 45, 40. 
35, 30, down the far sideline, 20, 15, 10, 5, high stepping into the end zone. Will Damasca and the Broncos strike first in the playoffs. Ellis under center, I formation, one receiver split out either side. Ellis, snap, handoff to the deep man, White. He gets wrapped up near the one, but he reaches out, gets over the goal line, touchdown St. Clair. They waste no time getting back. It is seven to six on the Ethan White one yard touchdown run. Ellis works out of the pistol, White behind him. Snap, handoff to the deep man, White. Cuts up the middle, lowers his shoulder. Did he get over the goal line? He did. Ethan White, his second touchdown of the first quarter, gives the Saints the lead 13 to seven. Now finally, St. Clair on offense. Ellis out of the gun, empty set. Twins either side, tight end right. Man in motion, number 23, Ethan White. Fakes the handoff, Forward, throwing down the far side. No one, the round, Logan Ellis catches it at the 35, and he will go into the end zone. Untouched, blown coverage by North Branch, and the easiest pitch and catch Luke Ellis will ever have results in a long, long, 67-yard touchdown pass. High snap, fakes the handoff, dropping back, looking for a deep man. Has Logan Ellis again, caught at the 30, again, untouched. Ellis to Ellis for the second straight drive. The brothers extend the Saints' lead. From the three-yard line, second and goal, Ellis. Under center, I formation for the Saints. Deep man, Ethan White, fullback, Logan Ellis. White goes in motion, out to the right. Quarterback keeper to Luke Ellis. He spins around and crosses the goal line. Third time, and Ellis has gotten into the end zone. Extends the Saints' lead, 34-7. St. Clair leading North Branch. In the backfield, Soto, the big man in the middle. Snap, handoff, Soto. No, keeper Damascus cups inside the left guard. Bounces off of one would-be tackler and into the end zone. Touchdown, North Branch. They cut into the lead with 24 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. Handoff, left side, Gorman, he doesn't go anywhere. And the Saints win their opening round playoff game over North Branch. The Matt Gold champions will go to a district final. They will play the winner of Notre Dame Prep and Cross Lex. But the final, here from East China Stadium, St. Clair 35, North Branch 14. It was a great performance, and you heard North Branch scored on the third play of the game. They came out and they hit St. Clair right in the mouth and St. Clair responded by scoring the next 35 points. In the second quarter, it, when it was 14-7, to North Branch went on what was probably the, a golden drive. They got the ball to start the second quarter. They got stopped on fourth and one at the Saints 33, I think, um, with four and a half minutes left, four minutes left to go. So they killed almost eight minutes of clock, and the next play, boop, Logan Ellis, wide open. Dennis, he caught it the 35. There wasn't another player on that side of the 50. And, um, and it's cliched, and he says it all the time, but Coach Bishop is constantly going, you know, we expect our opponent to come out and punch us in the mouth. How do you respond? Yeah. How do you react? He didn't like the way they reacted against Lakeview. I bet he's really happy about how they reacted he against He was North really. He was like a pig in mud after that <laughs> game. He was – I haven't seen him smile that much since I started covering him. I got a chance to, uh, briefly to talk with him after the win. 
Coach, it's a happy scene here at East China Stadium. Your team, 35-14 win over a good North Branch team. That was maybe the best game I've seen your team play all year from start to finish. Got to be happy with your performance. Absolutely. You know, when you have a great week of practice, you hope that it translates to the field, and this week it did. We, we played as good as we played. That's true. Your team responded really well. Three plays in. Their quarterback goes 50-plus yards, touchdown run, kind of got punched in the mouth early. Then you scored the next 35 points. I know you preach toughness, both physical and mental. Have to be proud for that one as well. Yeah, they, they, they came out hitting just like we thought they would, but they did. They punched us in the face, but we punched back. So that's, that's how you want to respond. It's a good thing. I thought that was one of the best offensively called games I have seen all year regardless of team I know you have a lot of praise for your offensive coordinator Gary Griffin what do you think about the way the offense played and the way the game was called I'll tell you what Gary Griffin is one of the best coordinators in this area anybody who doesn't know who he is should um, it, it was a great game plan and it was executed almost perfectly coach it's happy right now you hear the music playing in the background but you have cross Lex coming up in a week Shuman 24-hour rule, enjoy this, then get to game planning for the high-flying pioneers? Yeah, I don't know if I even get 24 hours. I think we're <laughs> going to get on Croslex right away. They're going to be tough, and we know it. Well, Coach, at least enjoy tonight, and congratulations on the playoff win. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, he was smiling ear to ear. He was really happy. You could hear the kids were really excited, too, because, like I said, they came out and executed a game plan. North Branch is a very talented team. They're young, but they are talented. And that offensive game plan that they came out with, the way the game was called, was a thing of beauty. I don't think – I have to go back and listen and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do not believe St. Clair had a third down on offense until the third quarter. You know, and just like everything, everything leading into this game – they were the number one seed. They were the home team. Mm -hmm. And, Brady, they were the underdog going into this game because you just look at Furman and his experience, North Branch and the way they played. They're set up to play playoff football, and then you get monsoon season right. striking. You you showed me a picture from the press box at East China Stadium. You, you It was raining hard at PH, and it was raining harder where you were. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm like – St. Clair needs to throw the ball to be successful. There's no way they can throw the ball tonight. All North Branch does is run, 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 run. Then you send me a text, 57-yard run, three plays into the game, and I'm like, here we go. Yeah. And then when I saw the halftime score, I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I We all picked North Branch. Shame on all of us because St. Clair came out and played wonderfully. They responded well. The defense didn't let anything up after that long run. They dominated, Dennis. And like you said, it was set up for a North Branch win. They had one six straight. St. Clair lost to Lakeview. They beat Marysville, but it wasn't a great showing. Like, they played a good game, but you weren't like, oh, they're rolling. They're going to yeah. dominate. And... They come in and they seven nothing. Like you said, I went, uh oh, this could be a long night. Well, it was just not for the Saints. It was unbelievable. Ethan White two touchdowns. Luke Ellis two passing touchdowns, both to Logan Ellis. Uh, he had one rushing touchdown at the end. Kai Pennewell fell on a fumble, the, but their defense played really well. Outside of that one really long drive, Dennis, 
I don't know if they I, – I would love to see the total stats because the reason why Dennis always has stats and I don't is because Dennis has the ability to talk and do math in his head at the same time <laughs> and write it down. And I'm just like, I'm just going to focus on talking because if I try to do math, it's just not going to work. I'll come back in 30 years. Hopefully I can come back in 30 years and you'll be keeping stats. Hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, – I have to give as much credit as I gave Northern equal amount of credit to St. Clair because that is a team that is – Jeremy Furman knows how to win in the postseason. And he had beaten some really good teams. He had beaten Almont. He had came back down 14 nothing to beat Richmond. He beat a talented Linden team, and St. Clair ran away with that one. You know, uh, and, and let's say this to Ethan White, probably one of the best-kept secrets in the area. Like, we don't talk Very about Ethan back. enough simply because we don't get the numbers every week, but shame on us because we do know that he's a great back and he's had a great season for St. Clair. And Luke Ellis has a beautiful arm. He didn't have to throw a ton, but when he did, he found it. So, okay, Will Damasca goes 50-some yards for a touchdown opening play. What does St. Clair do right off the rip? Goes play action, finds Brendan Cole, first down into Bronco territory. It just, they didn't make mistakes. They followed a game plan. They they kept North Branch on their heels enough to where they didn't know what they were doing offensively. Now, they're going to have a challenge against Cross-Lex coming up, and we'll talk about that when we talk about the Pioneers and their win. But, Dennis, I have to tip my cap to Larry Rollins. I have to tip my hat to James Bishop. They both coached their asses off this week. And those are two teams that we didn't think we'd have to talk about anymore this year that we have to talk about for at least another right. week. And the other thing I want to say is, Dennis, that St. Clair team was 1-6 last year. And you saw them. They didn't look like they were much of anything. You're like, whoo, it might be dark times at St. Clair. And they come back, and they're 8-2 and two right now. If you want to be petty seven and three, whatever. It's a team that won a conference title and won a playoff game and is playing for a chance to go to a regional final. And scored 35 points against a good North Branch team and have had several games this year where they have scored. And offense was one of the things going into the season that I wasn't sure about with the Saints, but they can score. Yeah, North Branch didn't give up 35 points to Cross Lex. They didn't give up 35 points to Armada. They didn't give up 35 points to Linden. That was the most the Broncos had been scored on. Granted, okay, Armada scored 34, but still, that's a good defense. Saints were a better offense on Friday they night. They were a better offense, and I, I, you could tell those kids were happy, and they earned it because to turn a program – well, I don't want to say a program because they have been really good this past decade. To turn a team around like that for a, in just one year takes a With lot of – not like a lot of change. Like most of the kids are back from yeah. a one-in-six football team. So yeah. the kids got better. Yes. They took it upon themselves. They got better. They put the work in. And I guess we should say the same thing for Northern because they were, what, 2-4 and four last year? And now they're playing for a district championship too. But I also think Northern was better than 2-4 and four last year and injuries destroyed them yes, in but, the last two weeks of the season. But I just wanted to give a, yeah. a little love to the Huskies too because those are two teams. Although I think the Saints were banged up most of last year too and they just didn't complain about it at all. And, 
just said, but, okay, yeah. it is what it is. But those are two teams that had losing records in 2020 and won a playoff game in 2021. So congratulations, tip of the cap. And, well, St. Clair's, like I said, has a challenge against a Cross-Lex team that we usually know for their offense, but it was the defense that carried the water, no pun intended, Friday <laughs> night. And there was a lot of water there, too. We'll be back to tell you about that. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. 
With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, there was more football than just the two games we saw. Crosslex was in action against Pontiac Notre Dame Prep. A couple of things here. Uh, Number one, we uh, really, again, I stress – Need to remind people that Crosslex has got a great defense um, and a combination of that and the weather because when you're holding the Pioneers to six, it's it's got to be more than just your defense because it's hard to hold them to six. It is. Again, both teams play in, in the same weather, which that's not ever going to be an excuse. But, yeah, I guess Crosslex – uh, their field is just toasted. Like they're already looking for places to practice next yeah. week. Yeah, that actually, and they'll they'll be on the road because St. Clair gets the game at uh, home. But but this is a, another grass field situation. Um, but you, you you got Jake Townsend. He only threw for twenty nine yards, and which, he threw a which, couple of interceptions. Real quick, sorry to interrupt you, but. Have you ever? Do you ever remember a season where there's this much question about field conditions and where their team they're going to play games? Like, well, um, the the one that just glaringly jumps out at me was East China Stadium got destroyed uh, on a weekend where, like this weekend, where it just rained for 48 hours straight, uh, and you had a Marine City Marysville game on a Friday night, and then on Saturday night, St. Clair played Fitzgerald, and by Sunday morning. The field was never played on again that season, which and I remember Marine City played uh, Richmond uh, at Marine City High School at the old field in a playoff game. Which okay, how long ago was that? When did, <laughs> East China Stadium's had turf for like twenty? That's when years. it got turf, right? That's why it got turf at, at, because the grass field was destroyed. And they're like, well, if we're gonna, we have to replace it. We're not gonna put sod down. Let's get it. Let's get a turf. So that's so the first time in twenty-ish years. So, so that, and, that's the one where it really 
jumps out at me. I think we've been pretty lucky over the years. Like we have bad weather, but uh, not like like tonight. It just didn't let up. It like started when the game started, and it just didn't let up all night long. And you you get the the field gets trashed, and it was pretty much the same thing with the Armada deal and. Uh, everywhere that uh, that they played. But uh, Townsend, just 29 yards passing, two interceptions. They only threw the ball six times. But, again, like they did against Armada, they showed you that they can run, and he had 26 carries, 128 yards, scored the game's only touchdown, and Belly Grappi chipped in 23 carries, 86 yards. So Crosslex likes to do it sexy, but they don't have to. No, and they – they didn't do it sexy against Armada. And then you get their defense holds Notre Dame to 50 yards and nine yards rushing. And I saw that Notre Dame prep offense. It's a very talented offense. Dennis, if this game's played on turf, I think it takes a minimum of 30 points to win the game. But it's played on grass, and you have to play to your conditions. And like I said, using the weather as an excuse for why your offense isn't working is a crutch. And Crosslex figured it out. The bad weather offense, as he calls it. Yeah. And uh, Crosslex also has uh, another weapon. His name is Kirk Wilson. 13 tackles. Four for loss. Four for loss. He's what now? How many tackles for I loss don't this know. year? 25, Le- I think. Le- wasn't Coach sure. Said. But mid-20s, which is ridiculous. Like, I bet you at a lot of schools, the career record is in the mid to high 20s. So. And this, this is one season. Yes. Ten games. Yes. So Actually, nine games because they didn't play the MLA City game. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God. That's stupid. That's just dumb, Dennis. Good Lord. Just think how many tackles he would have had in the MLA City game. That's ten at least if he plays a half. Right. <laughs> uh, but, hey, I think the key for Croslex here was just survive in advance. Because I, we all looked at this Notre Dame prep game and go, a Crosslex playoff run could be dead before it ever gets off the ground. Like we looked at this game and went, there's a real chance that they could lose this game, round one, and a great season goes. You lost to a really talented Notre Dame prep team, round one. Yeah, well, we just kind of looked at it and and kind of the way the draw went, and we're like. This is a team that's either a grand slam or a strikeout. Yeah. It's like the way it's set up for them, there are there are games where it's like, oh, what? Wait a minute. Crosslex is out? Yeah. But yet if they get through them, it's like who's going to beat them? Right. You know, and it's this like they're, they're either going for a while here or it was going to end in round one and like, you wouldn't have been totally surprised if Notre Dame Prep won the football game. And a 6 nothing result just kind of exemplifies that. So I have no way of knowing what would have happened at Notre Dame Prep. But I have to imagine playing up in Croswell helped the Pioneers a bit because Notre Dame Prep probably didn't like coming up there. So I wonder when that fruit basket is going to be delivered to uh, Darren Letson <laughs> for that game last week because not that it – I'm not saying that that's the reason they won, but it's got to have helped a little bit staying at home. I just, 
I don't know. Crosslex seems to me like obviously a home field advantage is a big deal in high school sports. And Crosslex, that field, that is a home field advantage and a half. Oh, especially for a school that thinks the world ends at in Chesterfield. Yeah. Paul Road is up north. But but I just feel like this Crosslex team, they can win on their own. Oh, they, like, again. That it, doesn't. That, it, it wouldn't a, have bothered them to go and play. It's at not Notre Dame that Prep. it would have bothered Cross Lex. It bothered Notre Dame Prep. Yeah. So it was more about making that Prep uncomfortable than making Cross Lex comfortable. If that makes sense. But, but the rain kind of washes out the stink. Yeah. Of the, of the uh, sugar factory. I, we did not get the report if the sugar <laughs> factory was at full go. I want. I don't know if the rain affects it. I do not know enough about sugar manufacturing <laughs> to know if that has any impact. So, and I don't want to. Get in because I know that's what we're going to spend the next week doing. But Crosslex St. Clair is a matchup that's fun for me. It is really because fun. I like getting things answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and again, unless I have to play in a snowstorm next week, we're going to get this game on turf. Hopefully, we'll have nicer weather either Friday or Saturday whenever they play this game at uh, East China Stadium, and we'll find out, we'll answer the question of what would happen if Crosslex and St. Clair played. You want the way-too-early weather forecast, the 10-day forecast, just for fun? Go ahead. Uh, Next Friday, 47 degrees, 15% chance of rain, winds coming out of west-northwest at 8 miles an hour. That's fine. The cold doesn't bother me. No. It's, It's... going to be november in the in the next round of games it's going to get cold we know that's going to happen it's when we get the wet stuff it does affect certain aspects of of the game and i want to know i want to know how close these teams are or how far apart these teams are i want to know what a top bwac team looks like against the top mac gold team i will tell you what uh if St. Clair plays the way they did offensively uh, tonight, it's going to be a little bit of a handful for a cross-lex. Not saying it's not doable, but in better conditions, might be a little tough to prepare for this St. Clair offense when Ellis is slinging it, when White is running. Now, cross-lex, they've shown us before, they can shut down really good teams. But St. Clair is clicking at the right time. The question is, do they get a little overconfident and a little – they eat too much rat poison, or do they continue it going and knowing that they have to play a really, really good game if they want to be district champions next weekend? Uh, and, again, the Saints are going to be facing a Crosslex offense that if they can do the things that they like to do – hey, they didn't do so well against Marine City. They didn't do so well against Roseville. Right. Uh, and those are the two super high-powered offenses they've seen this year. Now, mind you, they haven't played a team like that since the third week of the season. Right. But Crosslax is a super-powered offense when, when the machine is rolling. So, for context, in game St. Clair's won. If they've gotten past two touchdowns, they've won the game. Well, they'll need to get past two touchdowns to win this game. Unless uh, another monsoon blizzard hailstorm <laughs> hits at once well we'll get more into that as we get into next week because i don't want to steal the thunder from the next shows which we'll be talking about 
the new games. Exactly. Um, you want to go out to Oxford? Well, hold on. Uh, I, I want to mention first, um, I know you got it up there oh, yeah. second, but Marine City plays Saturday night against South Lake. Winner of that game, Marine City, will play <laughs> Dundee next week. And that has significance in this region because assuming Marine City beats South Lake and Dundee, you can mark that down. Uh, rat poison warning. Rat poison warning. Then there is a chance that they will meet Armada in the regional, and that's a matchup that we would really love to which, get. Which, real quick, before we get into this Armada-Richmond game, Dennis, the shocker around the state, the 3-6 and six Flint Powers team lost 30 to nothing to Corona. Really? Really? How could that happen? How, how, how could that powerhouse... Flint Powers Catholic with three victories through nine weeks of football lose 30 to nothing. That that score is backwards. That couldn't happen. They played a tough schedule, Brady. They played a tough schedule and deserve to be in the playoffs. Hold on, hold on. Yes, you're right. They played a tough schedule. Let's look. Oh, they beat Flint Hamity. Flint Hamity, okay, they went six and three. That was a, well, five and three they won via forfeit and some of the wins for Flint Hamity, Burton Bentley, Flint New Standard, Flint Beecher, Burton Ooh, Bendel. Flint New Standard. <laughs> Flint New Standard's never won a game in its history. Um, all right, their next win, Saginaw Arthur Hill, they went 0-9. Okay, um, all right, the other Flint Powers win was Carmen Ainsworth, who went 2-7, and and one of those wins was over Saginaw Arthur Hill. So Flint Powers, you know, they were dominant in the regular season going 3-6, and six, and they faced a powerhouse Five and four Corona team and couldn't muster a touchdown. Here, here is a team that used the system to get into the playoffs, and I don't like it. This is where the system failed me this year. Is okay, you prove okay, great. You played the a uh, bunch of big teams and you proved you couldn't beat them. So why do you deserve to be in the playoffs at three and six? And not only. Did they not? Were they not able to score a point? They were able to do it on their home turf. Jeez, it's got Brady all choked up. See, you got Brady all choked up. Don't like, like this. <laughs> yeah. So, can we at least step back and and go? Oh well, well last year Oak Park was zero and six. Yeah, because their Alabama commit was hurt for six weeks, and then he came back for the playoffs. Yeah. And in a normal year. That injury would have they'd have been done because last year everybody got into the playoffs. Right. So let's not take the one example. Let's look at a team that did not have a quality win because we went over Flint Hamity's wins. They went six and three and didn't make the playoffs. Obvious why. Their wins were Dennis, I would bet you ninety percent of our area would have gone would have had a winning record with Flint Hamity's schedule. So, but at least they won six games and let them get exposed at that point. I'm just saying, you win three games. I'm I'm sorry, I don't care. You shouldn't be in the playoffs. No, and three three wins is a third of your season. You lost two thirds of your games, and clearly you didn't belong there because Corona beat you thirty to nothing. You're probably lucky at that because if uh, uh, Marine City or Armada 
got a hold of you, probably be worse than that. Yeah, and I'm trying to find – there was another 3-16 and 16 that made the playoffs. I'm trying to remember who it is. I'm looking through right now. And I want to get the score for that game too, just to check. But go ahead, talk about Armada Richmond and how the Tigers did something they hadn't done in a long time. Yeah, uh, again, I looked at this as two fragile teams – um, and I really thought that Armado would, would figure it out in this game uh, and, and, and get this victory. The score was nothing-nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, like, wow, you know, Armada is really struggling right now, or Richmond's playing out of their mind. Because, mm-hmm. and again, Richmond's not a bad team. I just don't think they're ready yet. Like, this is – this is the year that they need to have to learn how to win. You know, you, you go four and six. They played a playoff game. Benetti, freshman, start, mm-hmm. started playing middle of the uh, the season for them. Like, this is super value snaps that he was getting. And Richmond's going to be a lot tougher to deal with next season. I I, I believe that. But like Armada, that six and zero start, they had this suit of armor on, and then Almont pierced that armor, and then Croslex cut it open a little bit more, and then Kersley knocked it off, and they really needed a win in a big, big way, and end up outscoring them twenty-one to nothing in the second half and winning this game twenty-one to nothing. That is just, like they had to get on that bus and just go. I feel a lot better. Oh, a hundred percent, and a lot of. And first of all, congratulations, Kyle Rowley. Um, it's hard to go into a program that has been down for a long time and turn the culture around and get a playoff win and do it against a rival that was out for blood, and they did that. That's a that's a nice job by him. That is just. The sixth playoff game in Armada's history. Okay, that school's been there for a long time. They've been there when the playoff started, when the, the format started. Armada, in fact, Armada's first playoff appearance, I think, was in 77 or 78. You want me to check that real quick? It, it was something like that. Like So they made it kind of early on in the format. 86. So they made the playoffs. That's, yeah, that's a long time ago. Yes, it is. The I was still play, in high school in 86. They played Elkton Pigeon Bayport there you go. in the Class C pre-regional. So just the sixth playoff game that they've ever played in school history and just their second playoff win. And ironically, their other playoff win was a 15 nothing win over Richmond. And they in so, the playoff wins, they haven't given up a point. Yeah, they're, they're 2-0 and against Richmond in the postseason and 0-4 against everybody else. And I like their chances uh, coming up against Corona in the next game. I do too. And I really want to see an orange and black regional final at East China Stadium in in a couple weeks. That would be a lot of fun. uh, Again, these are matchups that really intrigue me when you get the top teams from the MAC from our area Going up against the top teams from the BWAC because I really want to see how these teams compare. Yes. And speaking of a MAC BWAC comparison, 
Elmont went down and bewhacked Clawson. <laughs> I thirty-five I to nothing. Knew this was happening. <laughs> you knew, Dennis. Like, let's come on. We knew. For the record, of our area teams, Elmont the only road team to win. I mean, Everybody else was the home team that won. Today. What, what, what were you expecting? Well, I don't know. PH was a, a road team. North Branch was a road team. <laughs> no, no, I meant with Seem, Al, I meant with Almont. Seemed to me that I was picking them. <laughs> I meant to, I meant with Almont Clawson. That no respect for the bronze. Oh, let's check in with Lampfear, and your season's over. Thirty-eight to twenty. Thirty-six to twenty-eight loss. Yeah, that's respectable. Yeah. They're playing a good team. They were. I was being a little mean there. Playing Livonia Clarenceville, that's that's a good showing. That is. I was being a little mean. Centerline would have played Livonia Clarenceville and lost sixty five to nothing, even with the rain. <laughs> but Almont moves on. They'll face the winner of Warren Michigan Collegiate or Clintondale. So Warren Michigan Collegiate will likely be their opponent. Hey and man, Clintondale was smoking hot coming down the stretch. I that, that was a one in three football team or one in four football team. Yeah. And I, they won out to get in. I wouldn't be Completely shocked if they pulled that off, if I'm being honest with you, but I would be very surprised. Yeah, I just think Collegiate's probably got a little more firepower. I mean, they, they, they scored 46 points in week nine against PH, and I watched PH. Their defense is, is good. Like, it, it, what gets lost in their 13 nothing loss is, is because the offense got shut down, and we talk about that northern defense. PH defense played on its own side of the 50-yard line all night long and only gave up two touchdowns. One of them basically came off a, a block punt, and they gave up a one-yard touchdown run. How dare they? And the other one was a fumble at their 15-yard line that was, the Huskies drove it in from 15 yards out. Yeah. Uh, PH defense is good. So for Collegiate to score as much as they did in Week 9 tells me Collegiate's got some players and they can score. Yes, they do. All right. Um, Anchor Bay was laid to slaughter against Dakota, 35 nothing. We were fearing that would happen. A nice season for the Tars ends in a unfortunate fashion. Well, I mean, you know, they were stuck in one of those districts of death where they're just, you know, they've got to play three teams from a different galaxy mm-hmm. that play a different level of football than everybody else in the MAC. And this is what happens. And uh, and unfortunately for Anchor Bay, I think this was their eighth playoff game in school history, and it's the third time they've had to play Dakota. Well, the, and, mean, and actually their one playoff win was against Dakota. Yeah. Yes, but that was. was a few years back. So That was what, like early 2000s? So. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, thumb action coming up after the break. Uh, another rematch. And go Marlette. You got lucky on this one. You had no idea what you were doing, and the weather clearly slowed down the Red Hawks. Okay. Take a break, (laughs) and we'll talk about it. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, uh, we're not quite uh, done yet. There were still more games played on uh, Friday. Up in the uh, thumb, Evan Pruski had three rushing TDs as he kind of took a night off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only three? No. Uh, Ubley all over Harbor Beach, 35 to uh, to six. This, I think, is a strong statement by Ubley uh, in the fact that, like, Beach is that one team that gives them a hard time, but not this year. Uh, Ubley scored 85 points on them in two games, only gave up 39. They beat them 50 to 33 the first time, uh, and they obviously didn't let the weather stop them on Friday night with 35 more points. So where do you think the uh, Ubley Hotel is being booked at? Do you think they're staying right in downtown, or do you think they're going in the suburbs a bit, uh, a little far away from Ford Field? <laughs> uh, like, no disrespect to Marlette, because they had a very nice win over Cass City. Ubley has just been annihilating teams. It is hard to beat your rival twice in one season. Right? PH, right, Northern? Both have experienced that. Yeah. And they did it dis- more decisively the second time in absolutely awful conditions. Like, th- like tonight was ripe for upsets. If Ub- Ubley was going to lose, it was going to be in the rain, in the slop, and Har- against Harbor, Harbor Beach. Beach. That's like, oh, no, the stars are aligning for Harbor Beach and pfft, 35-6. Thanks for coming. All right, Marlette, your turn. Yeah, and sp- uh, speaking of Marlette, 28 nothing over Cass City is pretty impressive. That's a nice program win. That is a really nice program win to kind of solidify that, hey, we're not just beating up bad teams. We can beat playoff teams and do it decisively. Marlette, I mean, again, we don't want to preview it too much because that's what we're talking about in the next few weeks. But, but this was a close game at halftime. Again, I think Ubley is going to be laser-focused. Marlette, though, if they get it going, could give them a game. Well, the the thing uh, about this is, yeah, it was like six to nothing, I think, at halftime. So maybe it stopped raining and they started aerating, <laughs> or the weather didn't bother them because Marlette is a team that likes to throw the football. Yeah, I mean, Luke. No one told Luke Ellis it was raining. Exactly. No one told Marlette it was raining. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I just want to double check something. Yeah, th- this is just the second. Postseason win for Marlette in school history. Their first since 2011 when they beat Vassar in the first round, 34-20. to 20. So, congratulations to them. And Cass City, we talk about Harbor Beach being the team that gives Ubley feet. Cass City has dominated Marlette over the years in football. They've, they've just handled Marlette. So, this is a big win for those kids up in Marlette. And I wanted to say this against Armada, and I didn't, uh, but it applies to Marlette too. When you turn the program around, when you're trying to install some tradition and instill a culture, you have to check off those boxes because people know, hey, oh, Armada hasn't won a playoff game since 2004. Check. Armada hasn't beat Richmond in 10 years. Check, actually, three straight now. Check. Like, you have to go and do those things. Next up, hey, 
they're going to say, well, Armada hasn't, they've never won a BWAC title. That's one of those. I haven't won a district title, things like that. And you just slowly check off those. They haven't done this since. It's, I don't want to call it like Detroit Lions syndrome because you hear things like that all the time, one playoff win, things like that. And it's just getting rid of those negative talking points about a team. Well, you know who else has been doing that who all else? season long? Marine City Cardinal Mooney. Absolutely. They're going to take the uh, field Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock kickoff at East China Stadium against Rochester Lutheran Northwest. And Mooney is 7-2. and two. They haven't had seven wins, what, 2001? Uh, let me double check. Something ridiculous but like it that. it has been a long time. They have uh, In the... 2000. Oh wait, no, that's K-Pack, Sorry, um, they play Cardinal Mooney. Uh, seven wins since 2005. 2005, and that was with, I believe, a playoff win. Yeah, that's the last. That's the last time they so won Christian. an 11-man playoff game. The last time they won seven in the regular season was 2002, and they actually or two, 2001. Sorry. 2001, they also beat Zoe Christian in the first round and lost to Bishop Gallagher in the district finals. But so they 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 checked off five win season, six win season, winning seven season. win season, winning season. They, they hosting got a, chance, a playoff game. They got a chance for an eighth win on Saturday, and they are the favorite in this game. They they already beat Lutheran Northwest 31-7 back in week two at their place. And now they get them at home for this this playoff uh, game. Um, hadn't won a playoff game since 2011. Hadn't won an 11-man playoff game since 2005. And they've got a chance to do that. They've got a chance to get to eight wins and win a playoff game. And a couple of years ago when Joe Cannell got there, they had one win, Brady, and it was a forfeit win. Yep. And they that year you're talking about 2018. They went one and eight and outscored 373 to 76. They were shut out two different times, and they yeah, like you said, was a forfeit win. That turnaround has been instilling the culture. Hey, do you want to win games or do you want to be homecoming games? They're not homecoming games right now, and and also first time in East China Stadium history a trio triple, of yeah, a triple, triple header. header at East China Stadium. That's kind of cool. I think we're going to get a doubleheader next week. Oh, I, I – Can't get the tripleheader because if Mooney well, wins, I guess, they're going to uh, – Mount Clements <laughs> is not going to beat Clarkson Everest. Forget about it. You, you, if that happens, I quit. Yeah, if, if that – If somehow Mount Clemens beats Everest, it's because there was an earthquake and the Everest sideline fell into the earth and the Mount Clemens sideline was standing there and the ref said, well – you're there. I guess you win. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm saying an act of God is the only chance. Yes. Uh, All right. Augre Sims beat Peck 68-42. to Weather didn't bother this good old-fashioned eight-man slugfest with 110 points scored. Love it. Yeah. Where is Augre Sims? It's up north past, like, Mayo or whatever, or in that vicinity, like, Taos. Mile, somewhere, somewhere in that vicinity. As I look so it up, the north, talking. the north side of Saginaw Bay. Last time we did this, we got yelled at by uh, 
I think I'm in. The, I think I'm in the neighborhood. Um, let's say all gray Sims north of the Saginaw Bay. Basically, when 75 goes left, you go right. Yeah. See, I knew what I was doing. In between Standish and Tawas. So peck season comes to uh, an end, but uh, Deckerville will actually have a two o'clock game on Saturday against Britain Deerfield. Uh, both these teams are eight and one. Britain Deerfield actually playing their first year of eight-man football, and the program itself is only nine or ten years old. Yeah, but they well, had was, they had success early on. Well, it's I don't know if it's a new program or if the school just shifted a bit because it was what Britain. Well, there Bacon. was a, there was a Britain Macon for a long yeah. time, and so, now that's nowhere to be found. And there's Britain Deerfield. So is that like? When Rose the Rosevilles combined, or when Warren Woods and Warren Woods Tower came together, did they just rebrand? Did they want a new logo? Yeah, I, 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 like, I don't know. But all all I know about them is is they weren't doing too well playing eleven man football the last six or seven years. So they're playing eight man now, and they had a great first year of eight man football, winning eight games. But uh, that will be a new experience for them when they go up and play uh, Deckerville uh, tomorrow, um, and. Uh, Again, I, I I never I never pick against Deckerville normally, except when they play Morris. Except yeah, because Morris again, that's another planet. Also, what, what, be- what they're what they do in eight man football the last two years is like not right. Because it's late and I get easily distracted when it's late and I'm tired. All Gray Sims Elementary School has a one star is one star reviewed on Google reviews. How does an elementary school get one star? They don't have a good nap time? Apparently not. Don't, <laughs> don't say okay. I apologize I if there's any Augre Sims Elementary School alumni in our listenership. Yeah, but I don't know. Four reviews on Google and only one star. So there were some angry Maybe people. Maybe it's just like a one classroom schoolhouse and all the grades have to share it. The middle and high school has it averages three stars, though. Oh, okay. So it gets so better. It's a little better. It gets better. Uh, I need to get better. Five and three through the eight games that we picked for uh, Friday uh, night, and that allowed you to uh, steal a game because you went 6-2. and two. So now we're tied, but uh, the guests went 6-2, and two, and we actually lost a game somehow. Like, we're three games back now. Yeah, well, because I was three games back, and I tied, and Bill Warren can flex on us because he got Northern right yeah. again when we and, doubted and, the Huskies. And nothing's going to change uh, with the two games tomorrow because we all picked the same teams. And, and I think we're safe in Mooney and Marine City winning. I think you're uh, right in that observation. So, Anything else for week one of the playoffs? Just uh, listen because we've got more Saturday, 1 o'clock for the Mooney game on stream one, 7 o'clock for the Marine City game on stream two. Sounds good. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.